0: Hello and welcome to the Forever and Always podcast. I'm Katie.
1: And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about budgeting for newlyweds or couples specifically.
0: Or anyone really, if you want to take our advice. (laughs) We're not experts (laughs) on this subject, but we recently made a budget and Chris put together this whole spreadsheet with the formulas and broke down every single category that we spend money on, put like our memberships in there. I mean, we can dive into the whole thing, but we've recently started this. So we wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it's honestly been eye opening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's our like first month of 2022. And we finally sat down today and got like Everything put into the spreadsheet to see like where our spending is and how our budget's going.
0: Yeah, and we're recording this right now on January thirty first, so it's the last day in the month, and we looked over everything that we bought this entire month, and yeah, we're we're just gonna use that going forward for the rest of the year to see how we can perfect our our budget and you know hopefully nail it down so we can start saving some money.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly. We spend a lot of money on ice cream.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we were looking at it and we were like, wow, we go to Salt and Straw like once a week. That is like so bad.
1: (laughs) If you don't have a budget already or if you don't have like a physical one down and you don't sit down with your partner or even yourself and see like what you're spending your money on, it could help a lot, honestly.
0: Yeah. But before we get into that, I have a thought of the day, which I posted this on my story a few days ago when we went to yoga class, one of our teachers ended the class with this message and I just thought it was so cute. Um, She basically said, like, allow yourself to accept compliments from others and give yourself compliments because a lot of the times people compliment us and we feel uncomfortable or we don't feel like we should accept their kind words, so we just brush it off. But the way she explained it was basically to really allow yourself to, like, thank the person and appreciate where they're coming from, and then also to compliment yourself. I think everybody should just take a minute to tell yourself something that, you know, you love about yourself or something that you're proud of yourself for doing. And I especially liked how our teacher talked about um, complimenting yourself on things that you wish other people complimented you on. And I liked that because I've never looked at that perspective before before. Uh, like realizing what I like about myself that I wish other people noticed.
1: I think that was cool. That was a good class and everything. That's yeah. a good thought of the day. People should do that more often.
0: So yeah, that's my thought of the day. Do you have any, Chris?
1: Um, I think my thought of the day is to make sure you do things that make you feel like a little kid Aww. at least like once a week if like you what? can every day. It depends who you are. Maybe like going on a run or like Even talking to my dog makes me feel like a little kid, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It just makes me feel good because I feel like you don't take yourself so seriously when you're just, like, sitting around the house talking to a dog that doesn't even understand you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I feel like I did something the other day that made me feel like I was a little kid and it was, like, made me happy. I think it was when I went to the beach. So I've been trying to, like, hang out with myself solo more often because I feel like I'm always with Chris or I'm always with other people and I never really just like take myself to do things except if I'm running an errand or like going to get something really quick but I'd never like take myself to go get food or take myself I don't know on like little dates I decided that I was gonna go to the beach by myself so I got there and was just like I don't know, I was just so happy and just so happy to be, like, enjoying my own company, if that makes sense. Like, reading a book, and I got a film camera, so I was just taking, like, a bunch of film photos, and yeah, I think that's the last time I felt like a little kid.
1: (laughs) Exactly, so just make sure you do more of that in your life, and I feel like you'll live a happier life.
0: I definitely agree with that.
1: So let's dive into this episode, huh? (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Katie's, like, not so... I don't know. How do Enough. you feel? We just went through our budget, saw how much we're making, and like what we're spending, and Katie's like, wow, we could do a lot better, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess with money, I've always been sort of like free spirited where I just don't really look at my account and I kind of like hope for the best. Like, I always have an idea of like how much is in there and how much I'm making. Obviously, it's not like I'm just clueless to it, but. I've never really sat down and budgeted at all. Like, I just kind of have everything in my head, you know? So, I'll be like, okay, I spent like 100 bucks at Target. All right, I know my balance is like 100 less. Okay, I know I have to pay this bill, so that's going to be like 75. And I kind of just do the math in my head and then it's just like never really spot on. And, you know, I feel like that's how a lot of people budget, honestly, is you just kind of know what you're spending and then you just like monitor your account a little bit. And I've kind of always had like a big savings. Like I'll always put money to my savings account. And then if I'm like running low on my checking, I'm like, oh, I'll just take it out of savings. Like I just kind of do this thing back and forth where I'm like, you know, not really solid on anything, (laughs) which is not a great way to handle money. So... When Chris suggested that we should do a budget, I was honestly, like, really down for it because I kind of need that structure in my financial life. And I I know that I overspend a little bit on, like, shopping and food. So, I was a little nervous to see, like, (laughs) how much I actually do spend on those things. But I was surprised in some areas I didn't spend as much as I thought I would. Like, beauty... You know, like getting your nails done, getting your hair done, stuff like that. I did good this month. (laughs) I only got my nails done once, so.
1: (laughs) Which means next month, that's when Katie's going to get her hair done. Yeah,
0: I'm getting my hair done next month. I'm scared to see that cost (laughs) because it's going to be like hundreds. (laughs) But that's okay. We'll cross that bridge (laughs) when we get there.
1: That's what the budget's for. Yeah. You know, and I think one thing we also did this week was we went to the bank and we got a joint bank account which was, it is like a crazy experience, I feel like.
0: Yeah, it was honestly, it was easier than I thought opening a, a joint bank account. So basically just to give like everybody an overview, Chris has his own account. I have my own account and then we have a joint account and we're still trying to figure out like exactly how we want to do this, like if we want to kind of just have two accounts, if we want to have just one joint savings, like we're still figuring it out. Um We also just got a joint credit card, <laughs> which is like, it's, gonna, it's my first credit card, actually. Chris has, <laughs> Chris has had a credit card, but I needed to get one so I could get up my credit score because when we recently bought a car, we had to co-sign because I literally have like no credit history. The guy's like, you don't even have a credit card. I was like, No, I'm just just floating through life here. Probably
1: a good thing you didn't have a credit card.
0: I know. Well, honestly, now that I have a credit card, I'm, like, terrified to use it because I don't want to, you know, overdo it, so it's like that's a good thing yeah it's like the cards in my name but it's like chris will handle the (laughs) finances of it right
1: (laughs) getting a joint bank account it took us a while when we were in there because we were trying to figure out what it meant and it kind of made it more official than ever because we're gonna have like one account for the two of us to share and we can see everything you know Mm -hmm. it's been two years and we had our own accounts and that was working just fine but it kind of gets hard to figure out a couple's budget when you have two different accounts.
0: Yeah. And we were always like Venmoing each other just for things like, I don't know, it's hard to explain because the way that we do expenses, it's like everything is very even to us. We don't really care about like, okay, that's, this is my money. That's your money. We don't really do it that way. You know, when we go out to dinner, like maybe I'll pick up the bill or Chris will, it's like pretty even. And we do things where like, I'll just pay for rent and Chris will just pay for like everything else pretty much. And it just has been working that way. But we wanted to solidify everything. So we just have like one big account where we kind of have everything there. Like hopefully we can just build on that. And then when we do go out to dinner, it's not like, oh, who's going to pay for this? Like we just have a card that we like put down, you know, just makes more sense.
1: It's like a, such a annoying process to get everything switched out. But I just did it. When we were talking it out with a banker at the bank, it was kind of crazy because it's just like a lot of trust to put in another person, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want it to seem like I'm controlling all the money or Katie's controlling all the money. It's like both of our money, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the joint account is. So it's like a lot of trust and especially like with a credit card. So it's like, I feel like it's a next step in our marriage.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's like... We trust each other completely and to be quite honest, like, he knows what I'm buying all the time. He sees my packages coming in. He knows that I'm online shopping or, like, I know that he's going to buy, like, his supplements and protein and whatever. So, it's like, there's obviously things that you're going to buy for yourself. And this is actually something that I didn't really think about when you enter a marriage (laughs) and when you get married that, like, some of my married friends have told me. I went shopping with, like, a few of my married friends right before Chris and I got married. And a few of them were like, oh, I don't really shop too much because, like, you know, now my money is, like, linked with my husband and I feel guilty because it's, like, our money. But I was like, that's so weird because, you know, it's your money too. So it's like, if you want to buy yourself something, that's okay. And I think, like, with Chris and I, we have this understanding that, like, everything we buy, it's not going to be something that we share. It's like, you know, if he wants to buy something that makes him happy, then like go for it and vice versa. So I think that's something you need to like really talk about with your partner too, before you like get a joint account or anything like that is, you know, you have to be upfront and you have to know what their spending habits are. You know, that way you're not going to be shocked or confused.
1: And I think another thing that we've like kind of grown to do over the two years is like it wasn't always like that and I think we've grown to like respect each other's like choices of what we spend our money on like Katie it might be shopping for me it might be like going to a concert or doing something that I like Mm -hmm. even though she might not spend the money on it it's like it's still kind of even playing field
0: and that's what's like good about this budget is we can honestly see who is spending what and where it's coming from And, I mean, like Chris mentioned earlier, I feel like there definitely are marriages and relationships where it can get kind of, like, sticky in a way that somebody's controlling over the money. And, you know, if you feel like maybe your partner could, like, have the potential to have that tendency, then I would say, like, keep your account separate. I mean, obviously nobody really can, like, prepare for for something like that, but... I don't know. You just have to know your partner in, in such like a a trusting way. And
1: I think Katie's coming from perspective. I feel like she, I don't know if that's how like all women feel like, oh, I'm going to get married and the guy's going to control all the money. And like, I get it. That might have been like the old way it was, but it's also kind of like you have to check each other because like Katie will go shopping and I'll be like, you know, maybe we shouldn't buy the this, this month, because we have to do this and this, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not, like, controlling. And she might be the same way. She's, like, maybe we shouldn't go out to dinner tonight because we could make it at home and, like, save a little bit of money this way, this way.
0: Yeah, that's true. You just have to, like, have that balance. But I think I was, like, scared to have a shared account. I mean, it's scary. It's, like, you don't really know what to expect. And, a lot of times with money, like, you want what's yours. You're like, I earn this money. I want it. I want it all for myself. But when we're making these, like, big purchases together, like, paying for rent and, I don't know, just, like, everything we we pay for is is, for the most part, like, joint, it just makes so much more sense to have a joint account. And then it's like, even the guy at the bank was like, if you ever wanted to, you know, I mean, for Bank of America, at least, you can have separate checking accounts under the same sort of umbrella. And so it's like, if we want to do a, a joint savings account or, you know, a separate thing, that's totally something you could do. But this is just what works best for us. And I think it's I think it's perfect. Like I'm excited that we did this.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be good. And going through our budgets and everything, it's been good. And I think it's going to help with like our financial goals because, I mean, you can ask Katie. We've been like talking about this topic for months before. Mm -hmm. You know, we've already recorded this episode technically. The audio was just bad, so we've had time to think it over and like see how it actually works. Because we went to the bank, we actually went through a month of budgeting and, like, all this kind of stuff, so.
0: Yeah, we've we, we have really, like, planned this out a lot. I feel like we didn't mention this, so I want to just say, so, like, the way that we created our budget, well, actually, Chris made the whole thing, but <laughs> he put it, <laughs> he put it together on um, an Excel document, and at the top, it has every month. So, if you want to, like, copy this at home, or I'm sure there's templates online, but we did every month at the top. So for the first month, since we were creating this completely from scratch, um, we kind of just put all of our expected expenses. And then on the left column, we put everything that we spend. So at the top, we started with our necessities. So that's going to be food, rent, car payments, gas, everything that we have to pay for. And then underneath that, we put savings because we obviously want to save a little bit every paycheck. And then under that, we put sort of like our needs. So, that would be shopping, like going out to restaurants, entertainment, and that sort of stuff. And then Chris made the formula. So, it calculates everything. Just today, we actually went through our bank account and looked at everything we spent. So, Every single charge for the last month, like if it said, you know, $100 at Trader Joe's, then we would enter in $100 under groceries. And then we just kept doing that for both of our accounts for the entire month. And we got to see the breakdown of how much we spent on groceries, how much we spent on gas. And then that's how we can actually figure out, like, where we should be spending less, where we could maybe spend more if we wanted to. It was honestly really interesting to see how much we're, we're spending on everything. Because I feel like, like I mentioned earlier, you kind of have an idea of how much you spend, you know, at least on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. But like monthly, I, I feel like it's kind of hard to comprehend in your mind. You know, even if you keep like receipts for stuff, you, you re- truly don't have like a, a grasp on what you're spending unless you're like adding every single one of them up and you're calculating every little expense. Um, we also had a se- have a section on there that has all of our memberships. You know, That's gonna be like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, every single little membership you put on there. And yeah, that's basically how we did it.
1: Researching, there are plenty of apps and like templates to use online. And even a lot of like your bank apps do this for you. But I think for us, it was easier to just like literally write everything down and see it for yourself. And when you're adding the numbers up yourself, you're like, wow, I'm spending this much money. It's not just some chart or some graph. And it's like more accurate because you know what that expense was for and you can put it in the exact category.
0: I I definitely agree. Like my bank account has um, on the app, it has... chart and you can see how much you spend on entertainment, how much you spend on gas. It has all the categories, but sometimes it doesn't register what a certain company is. So we'll just throw it into like miscellaneous. So it can be a little bit inaccurate. And also I hardly ever looked at it because I got scared. Like I just knew that the like entertainment section would be like blown out of proportion. Half of my graph would be like, oh, all your money goes here to like entertainment, shopping and restaurants and then like the other half would be like needs and it just freaked me out cuz I I would be like this is bad, like I need to to control this, but I, you know, I always got scared to look at it because it's like, you know, for one it's not very accurate and for two it's like entertainment is such a broad sort of like topic, but when you break it down to category, you know like this is how many times I went to a restaurant, this is how many times I, or how much I spent on a concert or whatever. Like there's so many individual little things. For me, that helped so much because now I I know that like entertainment doesn't just mean like I spent all that stuff on fun. You know what I mean? It's like, there are other things that you like quote unquote need.
1: Yeah, but I think that all comes back to the reason why we made the budget in the first place is, we both got jobs we started to think about where we wanted to be in the future and made financial goals like of course we want a house so we're going to have to save up for that and if you want nice things you're going to have to work for it or like invest money or save for it you know so instead of just spitballing your budget and then hoping for the best at the end of the month and yeah. you don't want to like live paycheck to paycheck cuz we definitely did that for a while too
0: yeah i think it's it's just all about balance like I realized that today we could be saving, like, so much more a month if we just... I mean, we don't even eat out a lot, honestly. Based on our chart, we've only eaten out, like, let's say, like, 10 times this month. That's, that's like, restaurants and fast food. But it was
1: the treats that got us because we went, like, yeah. just as much.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy to really visualize it yourself. And I definitely recommend that everybody you know, it's the beginning of February when this episode airs. So I think you should definitely look on your account and track, you know, how much you earned, look at your paychecks, and then look at how much you spent and like break it down by category too.
1: Because honestly, finances like put such a stress on a relationship. It can like make or break a relationship. You know, people get divorced because of finances so much and it's just the stress that you don't really want on your relationship. And that's another reason why we made the budget because we were definitely, I feel like everyone goes through that. Like they feel the finances just stressing you out because you're not sure where your money's going and like what's going on. You're like, I thought I saved enough this month or Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was going to be that much. But when you do these budgets and plan it out, you kind of see, Oh, I spent that much there. Like I did that. I did too many trips. Maybe to wherever. <laughs> I <we> always <laughs> too <new> trips. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like went a little crazy shopping this month because it's my birthday next month. And like, yeah, that's definitely an area that I need to like cut back.
1: <laughs> but exactly. I mean, that's what the whole point of budgeting is. You get to see that and then mm-hmm. kind of try and get better next month. And then we'll see where it goes.
0: No. Well, it's crazy because like, I did not think I spent that much shopping like i could have gotten maybe like <laughs> like i could have probably gotten like a louis vuitton purse <laughs> <laughs> instead of like all the other stuff i bought yeah I mean, not like, really but like <laughs> that's the
1: thing it's like the little
0: it's like add it up. adds up
1: <laughs> don't get me wrong like i definitely made the budget you know and katie had her input and everything but on that budget there's like negotiables and non-negotiables for both of us The non-negotiables are more in the expense side. You know, we both like going to the gym. Like we both love our subscriptions to like Hulu and that kind of stuff. And it's like those kind of little things that yeah, that just like
0: make life better. It's like I wouldn't trade my gym membership for like a shopping spree. That's just stupid. You know, it's like you have to to look at it and, and see what's. I guess that's what I was saying earlier. Like the things that are not necessarily your needs but it's like stuff that you need you know it's like what you need to make your life better and
1: and you got to be realistic with the budget because you can't just be like i'm not gonna eat out at all this month i mean if you are not going to at all that's great but it's like still in your budget put a little bit of money here and there even if you don't want to spend that much money it's better to over plan than to underplan and then spend way too much.
0: Yeah. Like when you're making your sort of projected first month, you know, it's going to be hard to guess like unless you really go through and see exactly how how you spent everything um, on your on your bank account and your app or something. But I'd say just like take your best guesses on your spending habits and then you can like break it down that way once you see exactly how much you spent.
1: And your budget doesn't need to hold you back. It should honestly empower you. Like Katie said before, she was scared of, like, looking at the budget.
0: (laughs) In my mind, it's, like, the less I know, the better. I just kind (laughs) of shut it out and then hope for the best. But I'm, like, so glad that we did this because now I've just realized, like, our goals are actually attainable. And, like, saving money for what we want is possible, And a lot of times, like, you know, in your mind, you'll want to go like maybe on like a big trip or you'll want to save up for like some big thing. But it seems like almost so hard that you'd rather just buy like something that will just fulfill you in the moment. But it it is hard to save and it's hard to like hold back, especially when your friends are inviting you to do things or when something comes up in the middle of the month like your car breaks down and you have to to pay for that to fix it or you know all these little things it's like you can't really plan for but that's what's nice about making this budget is like we're starting to learn that we need to account for things that we wouldn't normally have on our budget like say birthday presents for gifts like friends that have a birthday throughout the month which you probably know like at least one friend that's gonna have (laughs) a birthday in the next couple months and you want to get them a gift or like to fix something or...
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's better to budget for that stuff and have it planned out and not have to use it than to have to take it out of your savings or anything like that.
0: Exactly, And like, it sounds stupid to like, say your charger breaks and you have to go buy a new charger. it's like, okay, it's only $30. Like, why do I need to put that into the budget? Or like, why do I need to to add this into my overall total? Because it's like you truly do not realize how much everything adds up until you're looking at it. Like for me I'm a very visual person. And I think that's why I just haven't been doing a budget before because I've never had a sort of like spreadsheet laid out for me in that sort of way.
1: Yeah. Once you look at everything and you see the timeline, then you can see, oh, this is a year. Oh, and next month I could do this and I could do that. Mm -hmm. So I think doing that really helps. And I mean, I just know Katie as my partner and I knew that would help her rather than all these apps and stuff that I saw.
0: Oh, something else I was going to say is like, this is why I'm glad we're doing this now in the beginning of our our marriage because it's like, imagine if we were a few years down the road and we didn't have a joint account and like, we didn't really know each other's spending habits. Like we knew them, but it was, like, a little vague, that's when I feel like problems would start to occur because I feel like for some people, it's, like, you almost get so far into something that you're, like, well, I can't tell them now or I can't, you know, reveal my shopping addiction at this point, like, (laughs) not saying I have a shopping addiction, but, like, you know, you start to, like, get comfortable with, like, your own habits and your partner, like, not knowing, So you're almost just like, well, why would I, like, tell them now?
1: Yeah, it's nice because now it kind of keeps us accountable for each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're like, oh, now it's not just my account, it's someone else's account, too.
0: Yeah, which which is good because it does make you stop and think, like, do I really need this? Like, this is our money. I want to make sure this is something that's going to, like, benefit the both of us or... If it's something that I really want, like make sure that I want it, not like an impulse buy.
1: Budgeting is just as stressful as normal finances or paying bills. So just make sure you ask any questions and it's okay if you don't know everything and the plan switches and you have to take it out of your savings because of some emergency happen. That's The whole reason for savings.
0: How much do you think you should have saved at a time?
1: I think it really just depends on where you're at and like like what your lifestyle is like and all that kind of stuff.
0: I guess that's true. There was something I read that you should have like three months worth of savings. So like whatever you need to survive for three months, that's what you'd have saved, which actually is a lot of money. Wait, how does that even, how's that even possible?
1: Exactly. So it just really depends on your lifestyle where you live but just make sure you have enough savings for any of those emergencies and one thing we make sure to do or try to make sure to do is pay yourself so pay yourself by putting your money in savings or investing into something or yeah so you just got to pay yourself like in the future like we have if you have like a 401k or ira or whatever like that in the future just put your money into that and like if you're into stocks or you're cr- a crypto guy or whatever you are, just try and invest into stuff, you know, real estate, whatever it is, because investments help a lot. You know, saving money can do so much, but investments can make you a little bit of more money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know about all that, but yeah.
1: <laughs> you didn't do that much research on that part
0: no I'm like guys I'm just still learning a lot about budgeting so
1: yeah exactly and Katie asks a bunch of questions and I think it's not always like Katie's spending a bunch of money sometimes I'm spending way too much money than I should and then it's like Sometimes we're both just go on a spending spree, especially in December when it's Christmas and you're spending a lot of money or whatever. And like right now, it's the beginning of the year and it's both me and Katie's birthday. So our budget kind of... Fluctuates. Yeah, it fluctuates and that's normal with a budget. And you got to kind of expect that. You're like, oh, it's both of our birthdays, Valentine's Day, holidays or whatever. You might be spending more money. So just make sure you budget for that kind of stuff. And don't be so strict on yourself that you're like keeping yourself from being happy and, like, healthy, positive type life, you know?
0: I'm definitely glad we we put this together, though, and I would for sure recommend that all of you guys, you know, even start with, like, getting an app. Like Chris said, there's a lot of apps that help you budget. Yeah, I believe in all of you guys. (laughs) You can do it. Yeah. You can budget. You can, you know, it's, like, it's something that I've kind of dreaded about being an adult is, like finances and bills and all that stuff. And I, I feel like now that we've taken this step, it's not as, as scary as, you know, as I made it out to be in my head. And it's definitely still, like, finances will always be sort of, like, a stressor and everybody wants, like, unlimited money. Everybody wants to just be able to, to buy whatever they want. But that's what makes us stronger as a couple is, like, having a budget and having to stick, to this together and and figuring it all out. It's like if we had unlimited money, then there wouldn't be anything for us to like work on together.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the things I read over and over was make financial goals with your partner in a bunch of articles. So it's like for us, what made us made this budget was, you know, we've been married for two years, and we kind of want to start buying a house or you know, kind of take that next step of instead of renting, like owning a property or whatever. So that was our financial goal to kind of make this budget, I feel like. And then it kind of helps us keep track and hopefully we'll just keep using what we've learned. And I feel like even a financial advisor is not a professional (laughs) at finances. There's so many things and so many different ways you can make money and budget your money and put your money into and invest that it's like, As long as you do your research and kind of learn from other people.
0: Yeah, just, like, do what works best for you. But I always love this quote that's, like, choose your hard. Because, like, uh, most things in life are hard. Like, I think I mentioned this before, but, like, having finances is hard and having a budget is hard. But it's, like, which hard are you going to choose, you know? Obviously, choose the one that makes your life easier and helps you in the long run, which is budgeting. And I like to use that sort of saying in in all aspects of my life, you know, waking up early and going to the gym is hard, but also not feeling fulfilled and like not feeling healthy is hard. So which hard am I going to choose?
1: Yeah, that's good advice. And I think that comes to, I mean, everything in life, especially with this episode and spending and all that kind of stuff. So We hope that you took something out of this episode. Um, I know it was kind of all over the place, but that was kind of our experience with budgeting and our first month of doing a budget with like each other as a joint, you know, couple. Even though we've been married for two years, I know we've been lacking, but it's never too late to start.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if you're not married or if you're if you're single and you want to just have a better budget, then then go for it. It's so worth it. And I'm excited to see how this will like help us grow this year. Hopefully, we can save some more money and and reach our financial goals. And I know that you guys can all do it too.
1: Hopefully, you start making a budget or just be more mindful of what you're spending your money on so you can yeah. go on a fun trip or something like that. So,
0: Well, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.